0: is um cyberpunk back on the stool? yes oh my god do i that's what i've been waiting for so like do i dare put the disc in see what happens
1: (laughs) it fires across the room and shears your head in too
0: like i literally haven't even taken it out of the the packaging yet. it's still in the cellophane isn't it yeah Yeah. Hello and welcome to the oncast. My name is Dom, as one half of the oncast I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Ciao. Ciao. Silencio Bruno. <laughs> in this episode, we're reviewing the new Pixar film just released on Disney+, Plus, Luca, starring Jacob Tremblay and Jack Dylan Grazer. Yes. Yeah. And so, some other people. Lots of other people. Um, no one massively famous in this one, apart from a little cameo by... Um, Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, which I know you very much enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's possibly your oh, favorite character. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes it just floats into it just your mouth. Floats into your mouth. You can't see it. You can't do anything you can't about it. You it. can't help it. It just floats into your mouth. I recommend it. <laughs> anyway, we've gone off on tangents. Very cool. Well. <laughs> just you and your thoughts. There's nothing It's dark down there, but there's nothing to <laughs> see. You know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway we've gone off on a tangent so yeah this is luca um and it is yeah it's the new um pixar movie um and it's been sort of down on the in the pipeline for a long time um and now yeah. they've finally uh released it i think they decided to release it on disney plus they've done it not via the um premium uh subscription Premier Access, Premier Access is yeah, what that's they call cool. it, don't they? Uh, Premier Access, where you pay for it, like they have done on some of their other movies. So things like Cruella and all the live action stuff, and like uh, Mulan, they did the same thing. They've not done that. Instead, they did what they did with Soul, yeah. which is they put it out for free. Basically, well, I say for free, I mean it's included as part of your Disney Plus subscription. Yeah. Um. So I think that I mean that's ruffled some feathers. I think particularly amongst Pixar themselves, they're a bit annoyed about that. Um and while well, the team who put it together who worked on this in particular are a bit annoyed because there's right. obviously like we're in a slightly different situation now. We're closer, you know, things are starting to come out of cinemas. And if yeah. you put like looking at the way this film was made, as well, if you poured your heart and soul into this for however long, I can kind of like see why yeah you'd be annoyed if they just they sort of just dumped it on their streaming service. Um, but it sort of devalues your work a little bit. But at the same time, it's Pixar and This is great i really liked it yeah same i
1: thought it was brilliant i had a great time with it i really really like like really like there wasn't a moment in this film where i was sort of like oh this is there were no lulls there were it was just always really fun yeah it was like
0: it's quite a sort of short tight um simple-ish story i mean but by, yeah. from Pixar terms, it is quite simple. It's quite straightforward. Even like the, mm. the archetypes and the, and the sort of, you can see where it's going, um, but it's still so well done. And I think that's part of, I've seen some sort of fairly, you know, not outright negative, but some less than positive um, reviews of it saying that it's unimaginative or it's not, you know, they were Pixar's best. And it's like, I feel like they've kind of, they've, made a rod for their own back by creating things like inside out and soul and all these things that like explore the depths of the human psyche. And so now like when they just make a, yeah, a well, yeah. a well-made kids animated film, people will like disappointed by it. It's like, no, not everything has to change your whole view on life, the universe and everything. Like Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like it's, it's one of those things because it
1: is, it's a great film. Yeah. For what it is. Like, if this were for, from anybody else it would be mind blowing. Yeah, exactly. It's, just that they, but like it's, say, it's the, the 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 you know the the A student or the A plus student getting an A. Yeah. And you're like okay, that's yeah. good. Yeah. But it's the the consistency of winning like is, is does it become like, I used Formula 1 for example like Lewis Hamilton's won for the last however many years back to back to back to back and consistently being like the top and the very best. But it's more exciting when then there's a risk of it not being good, which
0: I don't think there ever was with Luca. Like, no, I think, well, that's the thing. Like, people, because there was a similar sort of um, criticisms that I saw of Onward, which I know you and I both really enjoyed, yeah, have been leveled at this. And that is like, it's not imaginative enough. it's like, but that's not the point of this one. It's like, not all of them have to be these like there are there are two different types of pixar films i think we've talked about this before there are there are pixar films where they just there it's the story and the characters are the star and there are pixar films where it's the the concept is the star it's it is a high concept piece and this yeah. is the latter this is one of those ones where it is just about well written well acted and well thought out characters on like a little adventure and the world around them is beautifully realized but it's secondary to the characters. Whereas there are things like soul and inside out where the whole, the concept is the thing that sells it. That's the thing that's that's blowing everyone's minds. There's
1: like a lesser mythology behind stuff like Luca than there is uh, like Luca and upward, like ironically for the two of mm them. um, than something like toy story. Yeah. Because toy story has like this adaptive process and the way that it makes you, question all of reality yeah and everything that you've done and it and it pulls on a specific heartstring that takes you back to being sort of pre-adolescent and then but then luca is just it is it's there in front of but, you it is it's what like, it says is
0: but like that's not to say there aren't some deeps you know there are some deep things in here that are really interesting to sort of follow they just use archetypes mm. to get them there I mean, so so the basic story of this, which we haven't even explained yet, um, is basically it's um, a story set in Italy. It's very much is it similar in a way that makes me feel like Coco, um, where they're very much like adopting a particular culture or you know yeah. exploring a right. This is I not think Coco. Have you not? Oh my no. god! Oh my god! Right, you need to watch that immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's similar to that in that it's all is like they're they're setting it in this particular. Uh, country and having that inform the entire tone and look and feel of the movie, um, because Coco was very was like a celebration of Mexican culture, really in a lot of ways, um, and this is similar to in um, with Italy. Um, and the idea is that it's this Italian coastal town where they are, so, they think they are plagued by sea monsters, as they call them. They never yeah. give them any name other than that, and they are just these colorful sort of. They're not quite mermaids. But they're kind of like fish creature, and you know, anthropomorphic yeah. fish, fish creature things. Um, creature that, in the black lagoon yeah. Um, and that is who our central character is, is Luca, and then he meets um another um sea monster, um, same sort of age as him, who's called Alberto, and they have adventures, and it's basically about this uh kid who's very much always toe the line. He's never he's got a family who's very worried about him, and a kid who is a free spirit and does whatever he wants. And the two of them meet and they, you know, they form a, a friendship. And on that level, yeah. we've seen it, you know, you've seen it a million times in terms of the archetypes that they are. is like one of them is oh, I feel stifled by my family, one of them is like, oh no, I'm free. I love not having a family. But in real fact, he's actually very lonely and and that like you've seen that he's trapped done. in a prison of his own emotions. Exactly. And it's like, oh, I wish I had a mum to look after me, but you go, oh i I wish my dad would just go away. And it's 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 that thing, which you've seen a million times. But yeah, it's just done really, really well. Um and it's just it's beautiful to look at as well, as always. Like there's absolutely stunning. Every single shot in this is unreal isn't it i remember saying to you at the time when we were watching it it's like you could just pause it at any point and just put that up on your wall as like an art piece it's just unreal um the artistry and how they how they make it they you know they're doing it's the water it's the sky it's the the colors and just particle physics that exist in it as well it's ridiculous it's just it's so like yeah beautiful is the only word i've got for it really yeah um and yeah and it's just it's yeah, it gets this story, and it's like this low state again. It's, it uses tropes, things like you know, the talent contest they've got to win, That's an, that sort yeah. of thing, like to save the school or whatever it happens to be. Again, we've seen that done a million times, doesn't mean it's not good. It's like, no,
1: but it also, like, the thing is, like, we have like the, the, some of the criticism that you're saying about is rationalized, yeah, like you can rationalize it and say that, but I think that's forgive the you know one but I'd say you're not really getting below the surface of no what you're looking at like just to just to look at it and if someone was to explain it you go okay yeah i've seen that like a dozen yeah. times
0: but, but, if but you, then yeah. you get involved with, like you say and and it's, it's, the, it's those subtextual things isn't it like you say it's the things underneath it it's the you know you get those conflicts where it's like you know, um, a friend is jealous of a new friend and, we, and yeah. gets pissy with it. Again, we've seen that before, but we've never seen, you know, or we haven't seen done like this, the idea of like it being, you know, the idea of identity really is what is the deeper thing within this. Yeah. How you identify also, it like- as something other and different from other people and how that makes other people see you, the prejudice that is involved in that. And that's where the deeper Pixar stuff comes in. And that's where they yeah. ex, it excels, I think, and does it really, really well. Um, particularly as you get towards the end, which we'll do. We'll do a bit of a spoiler talk at some point about how it all wraps up. Yeah, because going back to what we were saying before, like I
1: think it's the uh, it's the hamburger paradox for me. It's like the hamburger paradox. Oh well, the hamburger paradigm. Sorry, should I say that? You know, you can have if you say I'm, I'd like a hamburger. That's going to be, that could be any sort of hamburger, you know? Yeah. It could be the 200 pound one from a fancy restaurant in London. It could be 99p cheeseburger from McDonald's. It could be a six pound greasy mixed monster burger from a van on top of Portsdown Hill. You know, it could be anything. <laughs> like there's, there's so much of it there. And just to judge it just for that simplicity is, is sort of yeah it's not yeah. demonstrating any sort of
0: efficiency of character i don't think yeah it's like it's yeah like I say it's a it's a steak is a steak it's like no the state there there are, are stakes and there are stakes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like i've had a, i've had a sirloin steak before but that's not to say that this isn't the best sirloin steak i've ever had because mm. <laughs> it's it's paired by a Michelin star. um restaurant and it's like it's got everything and so and that's what this is it's a great analogy actually yeah if you think about it in terms of food it's just a really really well done version of something of some tropes and things you've seen before and that's why because it's that well done that's why they're able to get that subtextual stuff in there and it hits home the way it does it's because everything else is just firing so well and it's it's because of a lot of factors it's the animation style it's also the performances I think Jacob Tremblay and um, Jack Dylan Grazer are really, really good in this, um, yeah. and just exude a hell of a lot of charisma just in their vocal performance. And then that's obviously, um, you know, highlighted even further by the, the way the characters are animated. And it's just, it's just really charming and fun to be around, isn't it? And it's got these amazing like dream sequences uh, where these two lads are just dreaming about their whole dream and their whole motivation for the whole movie is get they want a Vespa yeah that's it they want a vespa yeah. so they can sort of run away together and there's there's a bit of an undertone and i don't know if this is necessarily the time to bring it up but there's a, there's a kind of romanticism to it um yeah which is interesting it's not that they never like overly do it or anything like that but it's there and i'm sure there's gonna be plenty of people who who read that into it um, because there are just, there is inherently in just the way some of the things are shot and some of the way they're framed, it look, it feels like a romantic setting or a romantic yeah. idea. The idea of just getting on your bike and just going and it's like, it's always the two of them together, riding together. And like, yeah. you know, they have this whole, um, the, when they first sort of meet and have their sort of meet cute is the montage of those two hanging out. It sort of, it ends with them staring at the sunset together and put their arms around each other's shoulders. And it is just, it's it's about friendship, but there is a little undertone there of romantic. um, Yeah. Which is interesting.
1: And that is really interesting because it's, like you say, there are these points that, especially like raised recently, the stuff that we mentioned. So pull the curtain back a little bit. We started to record this episode before, but we realized there was a slight tech issue. (laughs) Um, But the, what, and so we had a brief chat like you were saying about like Anthony Mackie put out a statement oh, yeah. that might have was okay yeah may have come across somewhat ham-fistedly but it was a statement around you don't have to push no an agenda onto so well not so much an agenda but you don't have to force a relationship there. If, if if a relationship exists between two men then it can be a platonic friendship that two men have yeah Whereas, but in this, it seems to be framed in very much a, I don't know, there are the romantic undertones and it's like yeah, the sexual awakening and the sort of the, that sort of time period that they are in their lives as well. I think it's
0: just a case of the only that sort of, the because they, that...
1: neither of them show any indication whatsoever to any other sort of female characters, but it's, it's the love that exists between the two of them.
0: I don't know, yeah, and that's like, it's interesting, so they do have the female character, Julia, who then becomes the third member of the group, and she's good, you know. yeah. Uh, but then there's also, there's that that jealousy element where, like, Luca starts hanging out with her, and and Alberto gets annoyed and jealous, and it's like, is there more to it than that? And like, maybe we you know, like I say, we're projecting, and maybe it is just they have good friends, and he's jealous that there's, a, um, there's another person vying for his attention, and that could be all it is, but given yeah. the rest of the context of the movie, in that it's... The, you know, this different type of person the, you know, the obviously oh, sea monster, the world won't accept him. And there are some quite poignant lines from the mother and the father. So I'm worried about him going out into the world. I don't You know, what if the world won't hate, will hate him. Um, and the way that people react, like in the town, like yeah. there, there's a town full of monster haters. It's like, we don't, we hate you because of your, because of what you are and this whole element to it. That then makes yeah. you start to draw those parallels and say, "Is this a a metaphor?" Or well, yeah, it's, it's undoubtedly there is a metaphor here for you know racism, sexism, homophobia, wherever it happens to yeah. be. If there's, it's a prejudice of a, a group of people. And then the other little hint that there is there is that right the again, well, we won't we'll do a spoiler bit. There's a, there's another little thing that happens yeah. right towards the very end, which makes me sort of think that that's a deliberate undertone that you can read into it um but yeah that's not to say it's also about the idea of friends having shared dreams and how does your friendship sustain when one friend outgrows that dream how do you move on which is yeah. a really interesting thing it's like right well we we want to we're going to be friends forever and we're going to ride around in the Vespa. and then there this is brilliant i love there's a sequence in the middle where luca um is talking to julia and she starts teaching him things that she's learning at school Yeah, teaching him about the universe and how like and how what stars really are and all this sort of stuff. And there's just this amazing sequence where Luca just starts imagining it, and he goes like, and and Mm -hmm. suddenly he's in space, and he's he's running around the rings of Saturn, and then he's flying using one of Da Vinci's flying machines, and it's just like this perfect. That's Pixar. This is how we how we visualize the sparking of a child's imagination when he's learning something. Yeah, and Pixar fucking nailed it because it looks beautiful it's incredible and, and, isn't it? like, back, and
1: it's just those things that you don't think about that ev- that everybody at Pixar dance yeah and it's just
0: yeah it's, it's yeah it's amazing and then then it's, it becomes a thing of right well I understand that I still love this thing but my friend is you know is something else that he wants to do and how do you reconcile that the thing that yeah. brought us together this shared dream that we have is no longer a shared dream so how do I move on from that and that is like that's again a universal Story of like two kids' friendships and how they they grow apart because they want different things out of life, and they pack all that in in an hour and a half fun little movie. It's amazing. It? It's like... yeah. <laughs> uh, and I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, like you say, it's become like this sort of victim
1: of its own sides. Really, like crushed under its own weight of expectations. Yeah. But, well, I don't know. But yeah, I don't know why. But like, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, like it, it didn't is. blow my hair back completely you know it's it's very solidly in there with like you said, like the level of stuff like um uh like onward for example yeah. and then like the good dinosaur is like another one that's in there you know it's not like a toy story finding nemo or you know but it's i don't know they've got this sort of sense of magic about all of them yeah you know, but it did feel a lot smaller scale.
0: Yeah, but they they deliberately kept it that way. It's like they're even to a point where there are things they introduce in the film that I thought we would go further into it. So, like you, your your favorite, the Sasha Baron Cohen's character, I thought was yeah. going to be a gateway into oh, they're going to explore this world more. and It's going to be a bit more finding because you got this whole underwater world which they kind of touch on, but it's not really about that. No. Um. So yeah. I thought we would get more of an exploration of that, and that would be where it like. It got real sort of mythical. Um, but they chose not to do that. Instead, they kept it all, you know, the vast majority of the film is above the surface. Um, but that's the point. It's the point of, you know, it's the coming-of-age story of two kids coming out into the world for the first time. And mm-hmm. I used I use deliberately the words coming out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it worked. But well, because that's the thing, you think it's it is a story about that. And it's a story about acceptance for whom. You really are without having to hide down from somebody, yeah. and yeah. Whilst it's a, in this, is as skin deep as becoming going from a fish person to a person
0: person, yeah. Hi everyone,
1: welcome back. It's been 24 hours. Ah, oh, you fucking disclosure, right.
0: yeah. No, we had again another, I'm not going to say it, but we had an issue. Um, and <laughs> I'm not going to say this what time, kind of issue there was, it was a
1: network issue.
0: Yeah, fine. All right, network issue. Call it what you will. Anyway, yeah, you were talking about um, how the film's about you know people accepting you for who you are despite um, whatever your yeah. differences are. And I think what they do a really good job of and actually thinking about that is sort of weaving that in thematically with the side characters as well. And um, I'm thinking in particular about um, the dad, who is a great character. Yeah. Um, but they just have this one little moment, which is great when they're on the boat with him, um, because you find out he's he's got one art. Um, and like the way they sort of draw him is that he's this sort of salty sea dog who's been out there hunting monsters all yeah. his life. And so they ask the question: They are, "Oh, so did you lose your arm to a monster?" Then he's like, "No, no, no. I came into the world like this." But hmm. and then, but as he's saying that, he's like pulling up a fishing net, like getting a, getting a knife out of his pocket, cutting the net, grabbing it in his teeth, yeah. and then spitting it back out again. And it's like he's completely able to be a complete badass, and has just dealt with the fact that he's only got one arm and that's yeah. it and, and it's it's also quite... like how he's clearly well respected in the village as well yeah it's like it's it's able it's sort of um, I don't know what the term is but ableist, I guess is the is the term um yeah. and again and they apply that same thinking the same philosophy of you are you know be who you are and accept yourself for what you are to that as they do with the the sea monsters which is really great yeah it just works it works brilliantly like there's also Speaking well, large, of the dad,
1: about acceptance, yeah. Sorry, speaking
0: of, speaking of the dad, one other thing we do have to mention, but it's not a massive part of the, the overall themes or anything. But the cat is brilliant, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cat, yeah, is. um, is just comedy gold. Um, the, so, cat's, the cat's fucking brilliant, yeah. That, that's that's all there is to really. Um, but again, that's it's another one of those, um, Pixar just through the sheer, um. Yeah, the sheer skill in their animation, the, the amount the fact they're able to get some of the biggest laughs of it just by drawing a cat in a particular way. Like yeah. the cat doesn't say it's not like it's pratt falling constantly, or or it obviously it doesn't talk or anything like that. But it's just literally in the expression they put on the cat's face is enough to make you laugh out loud because that's how good they it are at drawing a cat. <laughs> brilliant cat.
1: But also it 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 does um one thing I sort of quite enjoyed about that was. It didn't fall into the Disney pitfall of, <clears throat> I don't know what the the canine equivalent of anthropomorphizes, but like they take like, they'll be like, oh, here's the horse and the horse will act like a dog. Yeah. And yeah, like, yeah. here's uh, a, an elk and the elk is going to act like a horse. And you're like, well, I mean, yeah. you, you've done yeah. the same thing again it's yeah, the same thing in a it. slightly different skin you know and they they don't do that with this which i really really enjoyed they make it very much a cat yeah um, you know, and it's it's a cat in the way that it acts and that it's quite and it's it's mean but yeah. then it really likes fish yeah and it just doesn't like somebody for no reason at all because that's
0: what cats do yeah exactly um and like you say there are Again, a couple of those sort of Disney archetypes and the other one that I think they do it fairly well, but again, it's another one of those things that could be accused of unoriginality is the villain who's... Yeah, that's ex- exactly
1: what I was about to say.
0: Name escapes me right now, but he's very much like in the mould of Gaston. He reminded me of Gaston from yeah. Beauty and the Beast. He's this um, arrogant, um, thinks he yeah, runs the town because he's, he thinks he's the best um, guy because, um, yeah, he's got his Vesper, he's got his cronies that he orders about and slaps about um and he's a classic sort of disney villain really um yeah. but not like and his superpower is that he's rich yeah exactly it's just yeah he's rich and he feels like yeah and, and he sort of just struts around like he owns the place um and it's just mean to everyone. But they don't get too like they never don't get too dark with any of it like they sometimes tended to do with some of the disney villains where like he doesn't yeah. kill anyone like do you know what I mean. Like no. He doesn't he doesn't do anything really awful. Um, but he's just again, it's that whole um the, the town bully who's who's like gonna beat you at the talent contest or whatever. Yeah. That's that he plays <laughs> that part really well. He's got
1: the he's got better he's got the better bike.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's he's um what's his name from um karate kid? Um what oh, what's his name? Johnny, yeah, Johnny from Karate Kid. So that's who he is. He's just like just the rich kid who just like makes your life a misery. He's not, yeah, yeah. So one one day I'll like, do a he's, series he's, and spin it off. Yeah, and it's find the out difference what all between about.
1: like he's like the typical foil, yeah, or the atypical foil that would sort of fall into the 80s stereotype, right? Um, but yeah, again, it's not a very traditional story in the way that it does a lot of things, but it's like we were saying earlier, not yesterday, yeah, wink. Um, about yeah, like the steak paradox is works better because it's
0: it's just being prepared in a different way yeah and it allows that that subtextual stuff to shine through um yeah and i don't know yeah i think maybe we should like talking about that subtextual stuff it's the sort of the big um sort of culmination of everything comes right obviously right at the very end of the movie so i think we'll do a bit of a spoiler Mm. tag here and just talk about the conclusion at the very end um so Obviously, as you can tell from what we've been saying, we really like this film. Um, it is great. If you've yes. got a Disney Plus subscription, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, and yes, yeah, just, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't watch this. Absolutely. Um, and I hope that that this will be the last of these Pixar films to be released in this format. Much as I'm, I'm glad that everyone gets to see it, but I do feel like hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing a Pixar movie at the cinema um yeah. just because the like it is visually stunning on, on a decent tv but it would be even better in a in a cinema um yeah I felt, I felt the same way about uh soul so i'm just hoping that whatever their next project is they do kind of move on and let them get back in the cinema again um and no i'm yeah completely on board with you there like yeah. i think it's a little bit reductive
1: to sort of yeah put um, this out just or just i say just on a streaming platform because you know this is a streaming platform that's brought us you know, Mandalorian and Falcon, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and that sort of that sort of stuff. But it's it's a streaming platform, nonetheless.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, that's what we think about it. And um, spoilers. So spoilers, 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 spoilers. spoilers. So we get the final big conclusion at the end, and yeah, we obviously get the, the moment where there's this tension throughout the whole movie that if you get the boys wet, then they their true selves are revealed, and you see that they are monsters. And during the big race at the end, I kept calling it a talent show, but it's actually a race. Um, <laughs> they it starts raining, and it becomes real that they are sea monsters. Um, but they get this lovely moment where they all they um are sort of running to escape people are trying to go after them but they stop and go back for julia Um, yeah. sort of putting their own lives at risk to help this human girl um which is like a really nice cute moment and then you have this sort of showdown in the town square where the the man you know the the father who's known as being the the monster killer comes forward and says no they're not monsters i know these kids they've they've been, they've been helping me out all summer." yeah this is they're not monsters they are luca and alberto they have names they're people um, yeah and it really that's where all the all the context and everything comes in is that you know we you know you get the the, the villain saying you know we hate you because you are different or i can't remember exactly what the line is but it's, it's a fairly heavy-handed line a lot something along those lines you don't um, belong or something you like don't that. belong here or something yeah i can't remember what it is now but um yeah and it's just a case of they prove it all wrong and then there's this a lovely little moment as well which is a spoiler which i wanted to talk about which is the the rain is coming down and there's two old ladies who've been in the town the whole way through it um eating ice cream just wandering around these two old italian ladies and they just yeah. move their umbrellas away and you realize they are also sea monsters and have been the whole time yeah um <laughs> which is this lovely little moment and it sort of gives credence to the stuff that we were talking about earlier about whether there is a subtext around homosexual relationships in this yeah you could sort of imply that these are two older ladies living together potentially in a relationship a romantic relationship and they've come to deserve but they've never revealed what they really are to the world until now sort of thing so it is that whole almost like a coming out um and it's it's deliberately made like that i think
1: yeah and it's interesting that it's been Sort of released in Pride Month as well. That
0: yeah, was it was it intentionally because it's been ready for a while, wasn't it? Like yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, but at the same time, like it's, it's Pride Month, but then also a lot of people are calling it what a great summer movie it is, and that is true. Um, so I think yeah. it's a combination of factors. Um, and I would yeah. imagine that much as that subtext is there, Disney would probably have a bit of a moratorium on the writers and creators commenting on it, just because anything Disney you know, family orientated, they are at risk of alienating a certain amount of the, the, the yeah, they're, they're, their audience. Yeah, exactly. The, the Bible bashes for lack of a better, I don't know, what, what do you call them? <laughs> well, just home, people that are homophobic. Home, like, yeah, homophobic. It's... So just the, the Christian, like, um, I'm not saying all Christians, I'm just saying there, there's a certain element of the Disney fan base, um, that sort of Central American um wholesome conservatives who would I'm sure kick off if they were to just outright say yes this is what it is. Um so it's the same it's the same reason why again we talked about this before the Poe and Finn thing in Star Wars never happened. Yeah. Because it was too mainstream and it would have lost the money because it would have been controversial to a certain sector of the audience.
1: Well the fact that the audience wasn't able to accept that there was an Asian character in there at
0: all no and led all that to appalling no, no well the, the whole the whole reason that that trilogy fell down because um a bunch of guys on the internet couldn't handle the fact that han solo gave the millennium falcon to a girl mm. that's literally what it, that's where it started and then it all just came tumbling down like a house of cards <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and that's but that's what I mean. It's like this, like it's,
1: it's this like conservative uh, way of being unable to uh, of thinking that homosexuality doesn't include any sort of family dynamic or is suitable for traditional family yeah, exactly. structures. But I think the problem that they've got is that there's an indication there. When they say it that starts to sound a little bit like virtue signaling where they're sort of you know do they do they wave their little rainbow flag for one day a year or do they um you know actually make a stand because they've got love
0: is it love victor yeah love victor oh love simon i think those films are on the, like on the platform, so like
1: love simon was the film mm. And then I think Love Victor is like the, the Disney Plus show, which is like a sequel set in the same universe or set in the same town or something along those lines. Yeah. And it's, you know, I think they have learned their lessons because they well, partially for that, mm. but because they didn't use um, they used straight actors to play gay leads. Mm historically and then they've not done that with the show so they're starting to make progress but it's whether they're actually going to do something full and full on and that they can say oh you know it's not about that it's about the love of friendship and the love of the friends that you have when you're of you know pre-teenage and prepubescent and the relationships that form around them not being afraid to be yourself but They are still white male characters who are just hiding the fact that they're fish people. They're not, you know, outwardly, they could just completely hide away from society, but they're forced to, they're forced out almost Mm. in a way that, I don't know, like it's, there's so much that they could have done with it, that it, as you start to pick away, you're like, actually, if this had been about that, it would have been really I don't know. It might have been quite troublesome
0: to carry on that route. Yeah, and it's. I think they they did just the right amount. I think it's there for you to read into it, and it will, you know for the adults and the likes of people like us watching it, it's there. But it doesn't. It wouldn't get. Like I say, it's a fine line whereby you would lose the because at the end of the day, it's a kids' film. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So there's only so far they can. And I think go it's down nice head Yeah. Because it
1: does, It wouldn't stand to any sort of further scrutiny beyond that that sort of face value side of things because it's i was thinking about it like when i was saying about it yesterday um yeah it was one of those moments where i'm like oh this would be really cool and then i was like well actually neither of them actively took that decision on their own they were forced into it which is bad yeah. Like the one of the worst things that you know is it's not good for people to be forced out of the closet or publicly outed by somebody else in this sort of situation. Uh, it's so to have that would have been a bit troublesome. Yeah, true. But um yeah, because I could have made it a lot more, but it's not, it's a very simple, very sweet, very lovely story that takes a lot of um. You know traditional sort of values that we sort of would see within these films and puts a new spin to it and it's it works really really well and it's such an enjoyable film yeah um but yeah and like you say the little old lady bit is fucking brilliant yeah. because it's just the yeah you sort of see them popping up every once in a while and you're like oh no
0: it's this the grumpy old ladies again yeah and then you're like,
1: oh, cool. They were in it the whole time. Yeah.
0: That, the, there was a similar thing with um, Luca's grandmother. Who she turns up again. Yeah. She goes, oh, yeah, no, I come in here like every weekend. I come in most weekends. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they have good food here. And it's like this whole thing that they've been like concerned over the whole time. It's like, it yeah, it's fine. Like the minute, like it, it's lucky that we live, <laughs> that there is a power inherent in our people that once you go out of the water, you turn into a human looking person. Thank God for that. Yeah. That's convenient, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's lucky yeah um and then yeah I think the only thing, I think I the way the film ends is really lovely um the whole saying goodbye on the train um and yeah Alberto sort of realizing that Lucas has sort of outgrown him in a way and that he wants different things and having that maturity to say right I need you go I'm gonna stay here um and I'll see you know you go to school um yeah and again, his family sort of sending him off into the world and saying, "Look, be careful," but we, you know, we love you. Um, and it's yeah, it's really beautiful. It's really, sad. and again, you can't help but when you see things like that, where it's uh, someone going on a train and then the person running behind them and waving, it's like yeah. you think of old school romantic movies. You feel things like you know, a brief encounter and things like that. Um, so that yeah. the the, the trope, the sort of the um, mise en scène if I'm going to be yeah. that wanky film guy for a second, um, suggests that kind of stuff. So it, again, it's all yeah. in the subtext um, to make you think of that kind of stuff. Um, but at the same time, it's also just these two friends leaving each other. One's going off to university and the other's, I'm going to stay here uh, and work in a garage. And work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be a bricky, but you go off and... <laughs> yeah, you go off and
1: be learned... I, I shall stay behind. And, yeah, you know, it's, 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 yeah. And the thing is, it'll be like Luca in 10 years, and Luca's a lawyer, and Alberto's still a fisherman, but he has a crisis of confidence because he's like, oh, what? Why are we eating fish? If we're kind of fish, man, like, why should we?
0: Actually, yeah. That, and that's, that's sli- slightly problematic, isn't it? They never really bring that up because we get at the very beginning of the movie, there's a bit where Luca is like a shepherd of the sea where he's got like these little yeah. fish that he like, which are again brilliantly animated. They do really good with like animal expressions and stuff in Pixar. Um, but he sort of shepherds them around. He's got names of them, all, Giuseppe over here, and all this sort of stuff. And then later in the movie, they go, "Oh no, we love, we know loads of fish. This kind of this time of day, you should go over there." And then that's where you catch the most <laughs> yeah. fish. And, like you realize they're gonna kill them and eat them, right?
1: Like I think that's <laughs> less pro- problematic than telling somebody that you can't go there because the fish think it's haunted. So, yeah, uh, it's a thinking fish, that it's a, the fish—it's a fish graveyard—consciousness to be able to understand that there's some sort of traditional line there, that they're afraid of ghosts, implies a fairly significant level of sentience that they can develop a folklore. <laughs> right,
0: we're going down a whole different route here. Although, no, we are going like, down
1: like, a hole here, but at the same like, time,
0: do, like, but like, does this exist in the same universe as Finding Nemo? Are there fish out there that exactly. can talk? That's what I want to know. Can they can they sing?
1: <laughs> you know, but at the same time, like there's a there's a whole lot going on with it that you sort of think, oh yeah, the fish are over there. And you're like, yes, but Luca's a farmer, so is he taking uh is he taking the fisherman over to somebody else's farm? So is this now poaching? And is he putting that person out of business? <laughs> I think you've. You talked. You we talk foreign, What, what we talking about? The socioeconomic structures of the, the, <laughs> the, the you know, the sea
0: monster's economy. Just yeah. The mer people. Yeah. The sea monster. You know, it's like this is corporate Loving...
1: espionage. Is it or is it? Oh. You know, is, is it? Is this is a deliberate attempt. Oh, you can know, you or was was like... the other farm monopolizing the situation? Like,
0: <laughs> you know, is there a fish Bezos? Like, can you imagine if, yeah, so, like, the, the third act of this movie is, like, his parents come and take him home, and then you go home and realise the town is completely wrecked and decimated because there's been some, some human up there has been, like, taking all our fish, and the whole, like, the, the, fucking, yeah. the coral reef is all dead and rotten. It's like, this is what's happened, Lucas, since you've been gone. It's your fault. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You chose the humans over us. This is what you did. You cannot be you've a man. You've chosen your world. You cannot be a man of the sea and of the land. (laughs) My, my my father was a lighthouse keeper. Um. Oh God.
1: I got an email about that today. Really? Oh, we just added a film that we think
0: you might like. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Um, Right. I think that's pretty much it on Luca. So yeah, um, it kind of wraps up. It does. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Definitely check out Luca. Hopefully you would have done it if you've stayed to this point past the spoilers. Um, we're gonna be back for the next one. I think it's probably gonna be Fast and Furious. Oh yeah. I think so, yeah. I can't well, I mean it, that's out on Friday or Thursday. Um okay. so I think that's the next cinema trip for sure um you're going you're going I, there's no two ways about it <laughs> i dragged you kicking right. and screaming to the fate of the furious and i'll do the same here. listen
1: we had a big argument about that because i referred to you as a mewling milk sop. what yeah we had, we had an that. argument on the way back to my old flat because I, I referred to the audience as braying morons yeah and uh, uh, and and anybody that really enjoyed it as some sort of newling milksop and you were like does that include me tom and i was like well probably <laughs> i don't even remember that but okay yeah. <laughs> if you I'm say so i don't remember it was, it was a bit awkward for about 10 or 15 minutes and then we was got it? back and it was fine okay yeah, i, I fine, have yeah.
0: absolutely no memory of that whatsoever um, i'll take your word yeah. for it <laughs> like i felt bad <laughs> yeah but you and understand th- the difference between liking it legitimately and liking it ironically. Like, do you know, like, does that not make a difference? I, I, I'm sure sort of, we must have I mean, had that argument at the time, I'm sure. Probably, like, I like it. I just knowing, couldn't
1: get past my rage of, yeah,
0: of how shit it Like, was. people were clapping yeah. in the cinema. And I was yeah, like, like, oh, there we go. I watch it, and I, I remember actually watching Fate of the Furious and literally laughing. It was, I said it at the time, it was the best comedy I'd seen of the year. Because yeah. they they've those films have gone so far into self-parody at this point that they are just an absolute joke. And that's what's great about them. That's why I watch them. Because they're just really fucking funny. <laughs> because because they take it serious. What's funny about it is they take it seriously, and the audience takes it seriously. Like there's certain people who are really into these these films who like take it seriously and think it's like a legitimate like, thing. There are people that are like Yeah. Yeah, you were crying at the end of whichever one that, you know, um, It's um it's been a long day and all that shit. long uh, right. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean to take this uh, like, so I, much for that. We're not being fun
1: because, you know, yeah, yeah, somebody died, died. But at the same, same time. Like, yeah,
0: I get, I, I all get hipped up and upset about things with Chadwick Boseman. So I do get that, like, to yeah. a certain extent. But at the same time, it's, that felt a bit gross to me, the way they sort of cashed in on it a little bit. And it was yeah. so saccharine and just ugh, that it was just yeah not good. Anyway, we're completely digressing about fucking Fast and the Furious now, but we'll go watch the next Fast and the Furious. Yeah, um, we have um, to watch all of the other ones. Then I'm trying, mate. am if trying. we're doing it,
1: we're fully oh, we're, we're going full Tropic Thunder. I'm,
0: I'm trying at the moment, and Jesus Christ, it's a slog. I've, got... I've got to finish two, oh, mate. I've tried. I'll try and watch. The fourth one, uh the, the, which is just called Fast and Furious. Oh, that was the soft reboot. That's so we're so we
1: gonna do. So we're we gonna do an episode
0: on, like, a grand rewatch episode of <laughs> one through eight. I don't know, man. I don't know, like, because I think we didn't we say we'll do a grand rewatch when the tenth one comes out. No, if we're doing ten, then we're not. We <laughs> no. <laughs> okay all right well, we, well maybe this is a discussion for off air but anyway thanks for listening guys um you yeah. can get a hold of us in all the usual places uh theoncast at gmail.com or message us on uh the instagram or on the facebook the uh, and pod at gmail.com i think it's yes theoncastpod i'm sorry yeah um and yeah we'll see you on what the next one ends up being which will probably be bye So just let's just act like this is just normal. There hasn't been a, a full twenty-four hour gap between this, and let's just fucking get to the end of it. I think we should lean into that. No, I can't be asked. I mean, we can, but it was just, it's just—it's getting beyond a joke well, now. We, it, if we say technical difficulties one more fucking time, like <laughs> fuck me, like we—I think we should. We, we it's lost. Just,
1: a, it's just character, isn't it? So. Yeah, we
0: lost. We lost a whole fucking episode that we did on fucking um, Army of the Dead. This has taken us three attempts because like I love that we're now putting oh we we didn't bring the cable that we needed or or the piece of equipment. That is now what we constitute as a technical error. Well, technically it was an error. Well yeah, well, technically everything's an error if you want like (laughs) it's not because like the computer fucked up or anything like that. Is one of us didn't bring the one or, or like well, I when I came down to you with like four microphones without the fucking interface. Because <laughs> I'm an idiot, like no, there was, was a technical issue. That's not a technical you issue, know? that's a fuck up it. That's that's a fuck quit issue caused by a fuck quit <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, okay, right. Maybe we'll lean into it, right? Um.